been a long time. I've yeah. gone for so long I couldn't even come up with words in the opening. I just came up with a noise. <laughs> it went, <"Ooh." laughs> Can you uh are you gonna leave that uh when we uh post this poppy? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I guess we'll update. find out. Maybe in the outtakes. I, I hope it makes it. Crossing my fingers. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. I guess we'll see. Well, but yeah we're here. Yeah it's been it's been uh, lukewarm in the women's wrestling department, but we have felt the fire and it is burning bright, ladies and gentlemen. We are feeling it and we are loving it. And it reignited my spark to want to jump on and, and, and start recording again. Absolutely. I don't think the fire ever went anywhere. We were just busy, but I don't think I, we haven't released a show since like February or something. And wow. here we are pushing knocking on the door toward October, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary in and of itself. What a crazy year. Yeah. What a crazy wrestling year so far. Now we're not even done yet, but we can spend eight episodes talking about what's going on right now. Yeah. So we, do, we don't have that kind of time, unfortunately. We, <laughs> we do not. But we're here. We're going to talk about something. So, what are we going to talk about? I think we might talk about two women tonight. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Sounds like you're cooking up a little twin magic. I might be. I just might be. Twin magic, you say? Yes. Yes, I do say. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I think that kind of gives away what we're going to be talking about tonight. Well, listen. I am actually very, very excited because I, I, I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me, uh, you know, I don't know. Crazy probably is the right word for it. But I am obsessed and I love this this next uh, duo that we are going to discuss today. Matthew? Yeah, so crazy. Um, as crazy just said, we're going to be talking about, you said call you crazy. So I called you crazy. Okay. Yeah. Not you, right, our listeners. Went right over her head. Our listeners oh. can call me crazy. You can't call me crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so crazy. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, two uh, pioneers. I will use that term slow, uh, that term loosely. Okay. Because this is one thing we're going to discuss. And this will be a two-part episode. Oh, uh, There's a lot to unpack here. We've got to peel the onion away a lot on this duo. Because I think there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to be talking about none other than newly 
inducted members of the WWE Hall of Fame, Nikki and Brie, the Bella Twins. Woohoo! There you have it. Until next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. Thanks, everyone. We're busy. Well, there, there's a lot of things that uh, we have to unpack here, as I teased in the open. But first, before we go any further here, we have to tell the listeners where they can find us. Oh, totally. On social media. Yes. Okay, I am very active on. Sorry, we're still sh- we're still shaking the rust off here a little bit, so bear with us, guys, please. <sighs> I know, I know, but you know what? I'm really happy to to be back behind the mic and talking to everybody and talking about something that we truly, truly love. And the Bella Twins. I've been dying to do this episode, you guys. But anyway, Matthew asked me where you can find me. I'm very active on the gram, y'all. Uh, you can find me at Rumderwoman twenty four seven. Um, Maddie boy. Well, first you can find the podcast at Wrestling with Respect. Oh yeah, I guess you can follow. Yeah, us as well. Yeah, collectively. and on Twitter at Respect Pod, we are pretty. <laughs> we are decently active on Instagram. We are a little bit more active on Twitter when we can be. Uh, and you can find me at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey Save the E. Mm-hmm. Not so much wrestling content on there uh, as much as other things, but uh, yeah, at Wrestling Respect on Instagram and at respect pod on twitter so this is the part of the show where i want to give the floor totally to jenny here finally and as as she said she used the word obsessed Mm. when discussing the bella twins that's a strong word that's a very strong word yeah so why don't you tell the listeners the basis for said obsession. If you want to dig deep into that a little bit before we get into their career. Okay. Um, and then I will I, come with rebuttal. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think first and foremost, it might be like a Latina camaraderie thing with them because they are uh, both half, half Mexican, Mexican Americans. Um, so I think that automatically just kind of bonded me to them and our longtime listeners know that when I was first not really introduced, but became an active watcher of professional wrestling, it was while I was watching Total Divas way back when. And um, I'm not ashamed of, of that in my, my origin story there. Um, but Total Divas... And the Bellas, or they're synonymous with each other. I mean, they even branched out and did Total Bellas, which I was ridiculously pumped about. Um, but I don't know. They just live their lives, and, and they do their own thing. And, and unapologetically, they're themselves. And, uh, you know, as scripted as a lot of reality TV might be, I feel like there is a real realness, a gen- genuineness, um, about the Bellas that for some reason I was just able to relate to. Um, and he just kick ass, dude. They don't need to be, you know, little twigs and uh, to, to kick ass and, and to, to prove themselves that so they're, they're just sick. And, and I love them both. And they, while they may not be perfect in the ring, um, 
I think that they are true pioneers for the women's division and, and prove that women can be tough along with, you know, of course, along with um, the other legends that we've discussed, of course, on our show. But um, they also they have that era about them where they're like, we, you know, we don't need to be a Barbie doll. We just kick ass. And, and, and here we are. Very well said. And I think you touched on something there. That we well, touched on several things, obviously. I like but, to touch things. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, like that. Don't judge me for <laughs> that. No, you touched. You touched on several things there, but I think mm-hmm. the origin of you coming into wrestling because of their work outside of wrestling, I think is a huge part of this conversation with them. I think it really is. And fuck it. I'm not going to wait. Let's just have the conversation right now. Screw it. All right. I think, and it's not, they are important because they were part of that small group of people in the business that transcended the business into television. Now I'm not going to compare them to John Cena or The Rock, or Hulk Hogan, who did movies and are Major League Hollywood. But they did branch out. They did become stars in their own right outside of wrestling, whether it's with the reality TV shows, or it's with the wine business, or anything that they've done outside of it. Clothing, I think they have clothing, right? A book? Well, a a lot of wrestlers have books, but, but I think that's important, and it's important obviously because they branched out from wrestling but secondly and i hope people realize this is that they brought women like you from that reality tv world into professional wrestling yay they opened an entire door Mm -hmm. for the female fan base to grow now whether you agree or like their in-ring work, you can't deny that they were super-duper important and instrumental in that facet. I think you would agree with me on that. I mean, you're absolutely. a perfect prime example of that. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I would 100% agree with that. And, um, you know, I yeah, no, I agree with that. Proceed. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah, and they've... And, you know, women's wrestling has grown since then. And I'm sure I don't have the demographics. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I'm almost 100% positive that the female fan base for WWE in particular has grown leaps and bounds since, you know, they've been on the scene, you know, in the divas division, which brings us to. Another talking point that I was going to bring up later, but fuck it. Might as well bring it up now. I mean, because this is another one of those crux issues. Um, and actually a word that is now banned in WWE that announcers can't say, and that's the word diva. Ah, so they are, we're at the forefront of when it was known the Divas division, the Divas title. Mm-hmm. I believe he's they, the they, longest running diva. Yes. Yeah, so they both held the title. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, Nikki was the one that held it the longest. She had the longest reign of anybody mm-hmm. who held that uh, butterfly belt. Yeah. But uh, Brie had an interesting quote uh, not too long ago. She said, we always called ourselves divas. I came in through diva search. I was a divas champion. I always felt like it had this negative feeling to it because a diva is so much more high maintenance. And that's the last thing we women wrestlers are, end quote. It's kind of interesting. I mean, she's right. But at the same time, you know, I don't think there was that platform for advancing the women's division past the women just being divas. Yeah. Although the work was there. I mean, the wrestling was there. The talent was there. But being called divas just kind of puts you in a little box. I mean, doesn't it? I mean, you can't really. I mean, she said they always called themselves divas, but they didn't like it. Well, you, you think know? of the word diva, right? You think of what uh, a prima donna kind of a type, a woman who's just can't be bothered, a uh, very high and mighty. What do you think of like a, like a Mariah Carey? You know, like a diva. Yeah, I mean, just anyone whose shit don't stink. I mean, right. really. I mean, exactly. And I, and she says like that's the last thing we rem- women wrestlers are. I mean, I don't disbelieve her when she says that, but there's some of that there. There has to be some of that there. I mean, it's. I think there's ebbs and flows with that. I think with like uh with the like the Ronda Rousey era, I think it was kind of more focused on the talent and the and the ability. But then again, you come to to nowadays with um I don't want to say Charlotte Flair era because she's got 15 belts, but uh like your Carmella's and the most beautiful girl in the in the WWE like putting that emphasis back on on looks and your makeup and your false eyelashes and stuff. And and that's not to say that. I mean, Nikki and Brie Bella are gorgeous women. Gorgeous women. Um, But they didn't fit their beauty to fit someone else's mold. They were just beautiful in their own way. And then they, they were. I mean, they're they're naturally beautiful women. Right. You know? Right. But, and it seems to be trending back toward that way. Doesn't it? I mean, even Unfortunately, though Unfortunately, in the WWE, like, it 100% is. And even though, like I said, that is now a banned word and announcers on WWE programming can't use the word diva. Right. Which is kind of ironic because you can't use a lot of words in the WWE. Of course though. you can, but with the division seemingly skewing slightly, very slow downhill trajectory with some of the ways that they're booking and some of the, things that they're saying kind of moving back toward that. Yeah. They're backsliding for sure. They're backsliding. Mm-hmm. And I mean, call it whatever you want. I mean, there was a lot of great women wrestlers that came out of that period. I mean, you have the Bellas, you have Beth Phoenix, you know, you have others who came were AJ part Lee of page, AJ Lee page, you know, Trish and Lita were at the beginning of that mm-hmm. before they retired. Yep. But yeah, Victoria, Mickey James, like they were all part of that. Mm-hmm. But there was just that old little, you know, that if you just called it something else, you wouldn't even be thinking about it in, in the negative connotation, the negative terms that a lot of people think about it to this day, unfortunately. <laughs> But I agree with you, too. I think there was like they weren't all looks. There was some sort of a toughness to them 
that yeah. was kind of um, unique. Yeah. Yeah. They and, had they had um athletic build and then and then you know Nikki Nikki you know got her enhancements and and everything but I mean I mean their their theme song is you can look but you can't touch right so we yeah. all know that you know you, you can't unfortunately can't can't escape that when you're you're in a division called the deepest division you but can't I like, to, I like to think that they they transcended they transcended all of that and, and they never for other ladies I agree and I can't you can never knock them for not trying to get better. They, they always mm-hmm. seem to they one thing about them is that they always seem to be training and putting in the work and trying to get yeah. better at what they were doing. Yep. You can't say that a lot nowadays. No, unfortunately. Uh, but I had a quote from Brie. I have a quote from Nick, Nikki here, too. Okay. And and it kind of speaks to what we're talking about with them and how they look, basically. And Nikki says, and I quote for Brie and I, we were just, quote unquote, model tired. I was told to get a boob job. I was told to lose weight. Brie and I had a big struggle. Brie and I legit hopped in our cars, went to Georgia, jumped in a ring and said, hey, you're going to sign us. We want to be here. I know everyone thinks it was really easy for us, but it wasn't. End quote. So there you go. I never said they didn't put put in the time. It helps that they're good looking. It definitely does. But they went in the ring and they worked their asses off. Yeah, and you can't take shows, that away from them. Even even on on their show, numerous times in, in Total Bellas, I mean, there's obviously a, a lot of of things that were going on in both of their lives. But whenever it was talked about when they were going to be going back into the ring, they would always train and they always put this immense pressure on themselves. And that's because they kind of felt like they didn't want to let people down because they know. Um, what they brought to the table, they know what they're being successful has meant to um, the enhancement of the the women's division. So it's like they had this immense weight on their shoulder, just holding up the, you know, Atlas holding up the globe. Um, and you can see that there is a passion there. It's not just a something that they do and they get a paycheck and they go home. It, it, they, they put a lot of, of care um, into that. And that being said, I mean, do you think they they make an in in ring return and and put some legitimacy into the women's tag team belts? I mean, I know you hate them. You you've said that many times. The the belts. I think you said quote burn them unquote end quote. Yeah. But do you think it takes a, that, a, well, a team like like the Bellas um, putting it around their waist to to make the belt more legitimate? I don't want to dig deep, too deep into this because I do want to save this for part two when we're a little bit more current. But, but I will say that no. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> for lack of a better word, no. They okay. wouldn't do any favors for those titles. Although they would seem to be on the surface a shoe in, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because they're twins and they're a natural tag team. And I know, God I think knows he's had that. A lot of health problems. Yeah. I don't know if it's it's really in the mix too much. But I think it would be cool. I'd like to see them back in the ring. I mean, Brie Brie went back in the ring after she had her her first baby, and there was a lot of a lot of miscues, some <laughs> some missteps there. She uh, you know, with with the injury with Liv Morgan and everything, but I think that. I think it was rushed. I think it was just a, a rushed return because the women's division was just picking up at that point 
and is gaining so much momentum that I think that their return there or her return at least was, was rushed. And I don't think she was mentally in a place where she was able to give all of herself to it because she just had her baby. How can you give all of yourself to a profession that requires you really to give all of yourself to it when your, your main focus and, you know, rightly as it is, was to her baby. So I think that that was unfortunate because I, I think that kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths. So I think I'm ready to see them both back in the ring and, and in the right head space. And, and I think it would be, I think it would be really cool to see that again. Well, I think she also, we're talking, we're talking Brie here. Yes. That she saw her husband come back and do the things he used to do. And he was, right. she was trying to do things that she shouldn't be doing and she almost killed herself. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be taking suicide, doing suicide dives in your second match back or whatever it was, you know, yeah. unless you're really yeah. comfortable doing it. But, you know, breeze, you know, what, what can you say? I mean, right. Yeah. But, um, I'm sure they'll be back. I mean, if guys with, you know, career ending neck injuries can get cleared, I'm sure that Nikki Bella can get cleared to come back. So well, whatever her injuries that, are, do you think they, I mean, should I get in the weeds? I'm going to do it. Eh, screw it. Do you think they they put the Bellas in a in a good light? What with you know Daniel Brian Brian Danielson, what what we're calling him now, um, being in AEW. Well, even he said that his wife has a great relationship with everyone in WWE. That's yeah. her home. He made that perfectly clear. So I don't think that they're going anywhere. That's good. Um, I. Th- I consider them on the cusp, if not just past the cusp of being one of those untouchable talents. Yeah. So because their, their um, stepfather is one of the top guys there. Oh, that's so true. I think that, uh, so yeah, I think they'll be perfectly fine. I think they'll be made and they'll probably win those tag team titles, which uh, we'll get into uh, as well. Um. I want to go back, though, to the beginning of their run here in WWE. And believe it or not, when they participated in their first in the in the WWE Diva search right before they got signed, they actually didn't make the cut, believe it or not, in the 2006 Diva search. Um, But not long after that, they were actually signed to developmental contracts, despite not. Uh, making the cut in the diva search. Uh, and of course, with all new talent that's signed at this point in time, so you're talking 2006, 2007, they went to FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, which was the precursor to NXT as it was. And they, I mean, what do you do with twins, right? When you start out, you know, wh- whether it be men or women, you do the old like bait and switch twin thing, right? You think you're fighting one twin and then they switch out and the other twin comes in and they do all the smoke and mirror thing. So, I mean, sort of generic, but I mean, that's what they did with them with a lot of their early FCW stuff before they went to the main roster. I mean, to me anyway, just looking at the two of them, they look very different to me. I mean, I think I can, having seen them on TV, they look different. (laughs) Yeah, they're, They're not, they don't look like they're identical twins to me. I mean, obviously their bodies, their body type is a little different, but in, even in the face, 
like I would say that they're sisters. I wouldn't always say that they're eh, they're twins. They could be twins. They might right. not be twins. Yeah, and I mean, even if you ask them, though, they'll tell you like we don't think we look alike. <sighs> I remember watching an interview with um, with Bree, and she's like, "No, should we always say that I have you know this face and she's got that face, and you know we look similar, but we're definitely there's definitely differences to us, which I can I can agree with too." I, I mean, think you put, you, you put enough, yeah. you know, makeup if you really want them to, to be that identical look in, in the ring. You know, you, you put enough makeup on, on two, any two people, they can look similar. Yeah. And, you know, eventually when they got called up to the main roster, they would go to SmackDown. And this is in, we're in 2008 now. So, you know, they didn't spend a lot of time in FCW, spend a year down there, basically. They went to SmackDown, and what did they start doing? The same thing that they were doing in FCW. Basically, the old bait-and-switch twin thing is what they had them start doing. <laughs> uh, you know, They were working with Natalia and Victoria and a lot of different women there, a lot of very talented women, but they were talk. still doing the same old kind of shen- shenanigans that mm-hmm. they were doing in FCW. Um, twin magic. Twin magic, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would eventually get drafted to Raw. And when they got drafted to Raw, you would start seeing a little bit more progression in the work that they were doing. And they got drafted to Raw in 2009. And you would start seeing them actually get in the ring and start having some okay matches. Nikki would make her in-ring debut uh, in a battle royal, and she had a good back and forth with Beth Phoenix, and they would go on to have some good matches. Brie was actually the first one to make her in-ring debut. She would wrestle by herself. But, you know, they start you start seeing them get a little bit more involved in the ring. Not so much of that, you know, crappy magic or whatever. Um, uh, twin, <laughs> twin, twin, twin magic there, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Twin magic. Twin magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I changed my mind. I think if they come back, they're definitely winning those titles. Oh, so you're on Team Bella? Can I say one thing? I'm like, no. I'll say one more thing about those titles. Not, are see, you now the, you, you, in, you brought it Bella, up. Are you in the Bella Army now? Passion no, Bella not. Army? Now you brought it up, and now I have to fucking go deep on these titles now, because now I'm thinking about it, and I've been thinking about it, and now we have to talk about it. Why do we have two women's tag team titles? Weren't the... WWE women's tag team title supposed to be def- defended on all brands. Yeah, I'll wait. Crickets, crickets, crickets. The answer is yes, they were. When Bailey and Sasha won them, they were supposed to be defended on all three brands. So why didn't we keep that? Why didn't we move away from that? Wouldn't it have been cool if they went back down to NXT and defended those titles? Of course it would have been cool. Before they unceremoniously dropped them for no fucking oh, yeah. reason. I so much could have been done with with those with those belts. And then they they, you know, WWE in, in true fashion just kind of fucked it. You could have been you could have gotten kind of intriguing with the matchups. Oh yeah. But in, and instead of that, we fast forward. Then they introduce NXT women's tag team titles. Why do we need both? Yeah. Why can't you just defend the one on all three brands, have new and fresh and interesting matchups, 
have people from NXT come to the main You're roster. You don't know who's going to show up. Wrong. You're not wrong. You're damn fucking right. I'm not wrong. I'm never <laughs> wrong. But now, instead of having one useless women's tag team titles, which might not have been as useless as it is now if they had done what they originally said they were going to do, now we have two useless women's tag team titles. Yeah, but I think now that, you know, Vince Vince is running the show with NXT, so who's to say he just doesn't do anything with NXT titles and just kind of disappears and goes away. Oh, so Vince is running the show on NXT now, so now we're going to have three useless women's right. tag team titles. <laughs> You're right. Well, we're going to add a third women's tag team title. That's good shit. Yes. <laughs> we're going to do a trios women's tag team title. So we can have three women. They have barely enough women in there. More women on the show. Belts that they have now. They can't do a trio one. Women's revolution. I hate when things we'll give everyone a championship. No, I, I don't <laughs> like when things are done just for the sake of 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 things to be like like Queen of the Ring. Why? Why are they doing that? And I'm going off on a tangent here. And I know we're, we're you know we're talking about my girls, but I mean, can we can we just wait for the right time and don't force it down people's throats. Just let it happen naturally. Why are they having Queen of the Ring? You know who's going to win it, right? Who's going to win it, Matt? You ready? Who's going to win it? Charlotte. Charlotte. Or Becky. No, it'll be Charlotte. The Queen. Hmm. Right? She already calls herself the damn Queen. Now she'll have the the official wording to match. Now she'll be the real Queen of the Ring. Right. And she won't be. It'll be Becky or something, though. Be something dumb. You just know it'll be. It, those are supposed to be used to build new stars, and they never use them to build new stars. No. Getting tired of the four horsewomen. Not gonna lie. Yeah. At least a few of them, anyway. Where's Sasha? I mean, they're not gonna be around for. Where's Sasha? Her in a minute. I haven't seen her in a minute. I know Bailey's hurt. She's injured. She's in a packer bag, bad. and she's gonna go to Hollywood. Oh yeah, she's got, that, right now. she's got that Disney Mandalorian money, son. Yeah, just only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm I mean, sure she's, she's not hurt. She's she's sick of, of WWE shit too. Yeah, I feel like she's they, not, they, they sell her empty promises. I mean, she's not hurt. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, we gotta get back on track here. Okay, sorry. We can, like lots, I said, we can fill up eighteen fucking lots shows to unpack, with all this other stuff. Lots to unpack, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. more more twin magic. They're getting in the ring. They're starting to work with some other female talent. Believe it or not, and this is dating ourselves here, but they were traded from Raw. They went from SmackDown to Raw. And then they were traded to ECW when ECW had their brand. And they were there for a couple months. Then they were traded back to Raw. This is back when they actually made trades and cared about the rosters on both shows. I can't can't oh. talk about current stuff. Got to stay with the legends here. <laughs> There's too much to unpack and when you talk about current stuff. Not only were they traded, but it was a three-way trade <laughs> between SmackDown Raw and ECW. Mm. When they actually were creative with moving people around. Right. Not just like Mandy Rose shows up and it's like, oh, she's in NXT now. Let me die by her blood. Oh, by the way, Aaliyah. By the way, Aaliyah's in SmackDown now. So were they traded for each other? Babe, focus. (laughs) Give the Bellas the respect they deserve. 
So what happens, right? They start feuding with Jillian Hall. More twin garbage happens. Brie gets a win when she switches with Nikki. Nikki gets a win when she switches with Brie. And we're doing more of the same stuff. They start feuding with Gail Kim. Fucking awesome, by the way. Gail Kim is fucking awesome. Yeah, she was Eat Defeat, right? Was her? She was Eat Defeat. But uh, yeah, Mia Yim has the same move, I think. Yeah, but she, she calls does. it something else. No, no, I think she calls it Eat Defeat. Uh, I could be wrong. I'd have to check on that. Yeah, fact check me, people. Yeah. Uh, then they Let's actually, see. same year in September, they were part of the all female season of NXT. Now, this is back when NXT was seasonal and they had uh, rookies and mentors training, mentors training these rookies. And it was a whole different concept before Triple H took over and changed it into the black and gold that we knew and is now dead. Rip. Sorry. <laughs> and then <Okay>. from here. <laughs> Uh, from here, they actually begin a storyline with Daniel Bryan, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Where have we heard that name connected with these ladies before? Mm-hmm. When Bree would accompany him to the ring for his matches. Believe it or not, this storyline, and they probably look back on this now and laugh, but they were actually fighting with each other over Daniel Bryan's affection. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes. I love that. But they began to manage Daniel Bryan and would accompany him to the ring over the next few months. Um, And this would lead to more shenanigans. In January, we're in 2011 now, by the way. I know I haven't been giving the years, but we're moving pretty quickly through this. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, So... January 2011, um, both Brie and Nikki uh, actually stumbled upon Daniel Bryan kissing Gail Kim backstage. Mm-mm. 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 <sighs> and they proceeded to beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And it's they would comment. continue to beat the shit out of her for the weeks to follow. Uh, and I'm going to leave the timeline right there for now. Uh, We're ending on February of 2011. And this is on the cusp of the Divas championships and the Divas division. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and I'm going to go right to this question. I'm going to ask you and then the floor will be yours as long as you want it. Okay. Because it's your floor. I'm not giving it to you. It's just yours. Okay. WWE Hall of Famers. Uh, I don't have a list of their championships won here. I'm going to take a look here real quick. You might have it in your notes there, but uh, I'm totally do. unprepared for this. Like I said, we're shaking Brie the Bella, rust off here big time. time. Bell, one-time WWE Divas Champion, 2013 Slammy Award for Couple of the Year with Daniel Bryan. Are okay. we counting Slammy Awards right now? Because they're sure. Uh, she's in there. Right. I mean, they, WWE counts it for their... True. 2014 yeah. Slammy Award for Couple of the Year with Daniel Bryan... Okay, 2013 and 2014. And number 16 in 2014's PWI Female uh, 50. And then we have Nikki, a two-times WWE Divas champ, longest reigning WWE Divas champ of all time, 
2015 Slammy Award for Diva of the Year, number one in 2015 PWI Female 50, and 2015 Rolling Stone Diva of the Year. Uh, she was also named, because I have the Rolling Stone article pulled up here, she was also named the most improved wrestler in 2015 as well, which is big. There you go. Get I think I would rather have that award than be named Diva of the Year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's so. Okay, so that leads into my next question. Okay. They also won uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, good old Dave Meltzer's uh, worst feud of the year in 2014, <laughs> which was Brie versus Nikki. Is that I the know, I, wish, man. I wish you would have died in the womb comment? Probably. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I mean,. I guess if you make it cheesy, it's bad. And I think mm -hmm. some of what they did was pretty cheesy, especially yeah. that comment. But I find yeah, that was, that was I, I, I've, I've seen that. I've watched it and it's very cringe. I don't really like to hear it's 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 weird. I don't know. I mean, why I find. I yeah, it's I find. Uh, I know it's weird. I find a. Um, a, a sibling rivalry storyline to be just. There's so much meat on the bone there. You could do a lot with it if it's done right. A la like Brett and Owen Hart sort yeah. of thing. The jealous That's younger. That's true. That's yeah. true. I was gonna say I'm not really a I'm not really a fan because I, I feel like that those things get forced, but you know, you can't overlook the ones that are done right the right way. Exactly. Are, exactly. Are awesome. So back to the timeline real quick. I'm gonna run through this part. Uh, and then I will get to my question, which was going to precede what we just talked about. But I want to get this part of the timeline in because it's it's important. Um, so we're in 2011, uh, April of 2011. We have Brie winning her only Divas Championship from Eve Torres. Um, and that obviously marks the first time that either one of them would hold a title in WWE. She would hold the title for 70 days until dropping it to Kelly. Uh, Brie would get another chance to win the title back at Money in the Bank, but she would fail to win. And then we get the introduction of AJ Lee into their storyline here. Yeah. So good stuff. That's when it gets, uh, uh, we when it gets good. We start being teased a breakup of the two in 2012, the first part of 2012, after they both lost singles matches to AJ Lee. So we move to April 6th, episode of SmackDown. Nikki would defeat Beth Phoenix, who is the current Divas champion at that time, in a non-title match. Um, and then on April 23rd, Nikki would defeat Phoenix again in a Lumberjill match, which I fucking hate that name, Lumberjill. Like, oh, just call it a Lumberjill That's match. another one like, of those forced things. Like, can you just I know. Not... It's just fucking stupid. I don't know. Notice we haven't had one of those in a very long time. Well, they, anyway, okay. I know, but it's just so stupid. Like, there's not enough people for for a lumber Jill uh, match. If we see the same matches every week, that's true. A thousand times, there's like seven people in the division. <laughs> Can't have a lumber Jill. <sighs> exhale, Jennifer. Exhale. All right. Sorry. So anyway. Uh, Nikki wins, most importantly here. She beats Beth Phoenix, big deal, to win her first Divas Championship. Mm -hmm. um, but, and this is where 
the twin magic, as you like to call it, I call it twin garbage, um, <laughs> comes back to haunt them because Brie would cost Nikki her championship against Layla after only holding the title for seven days. Thanks. Yes. So, yeah. So the next night on Raw, they would have a triple threat match with Layla to try to win back the Divas Championship. Uh, of course, they both lost. And later that night, they were fired from WWE. Wah, uh, wah, yes. Wah, 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 wah. yes, believe it or not, little known fact, uh, they were fired from WWE in 2012. It's weird to think, right? And now they're freaking Hall of Famers, but they fired them at one point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great thing to uh great little thing to look up is that like how many people that eventually became Hall of Famers were fired at one point from the company yeah. and then came back. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, how many uh, people were fired after becoming Hall of Famers? Hmm. Like Henry Big Show. Right? That'd be interesting. I don't know if they were fired. Those guys were fired or furloughed or whatever that word is. I don't know. Nobody cares. Mm. (laughs) WWE isn't going to use them in any sort of relevant capacity anyway. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But uh, they would actually do some independent shows, believe it or not. Uh, They would do their first independent show in Newburgh, New York in May of 2012. Uh, later to appear for CTWE Pro Wrestling as well at uh, their pay-per-view in December of 2012 called Seasons Beatings. That's a fucking great pay-per-view name. I love that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, They didn't do a match there. They were just ringside eye candy, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But uh, then, of course, that's where I'm going to stop the timeline for this part one. Of course, we know the rest of the story, but we'll pick it up when they come back. Uh, to WWE after being unceremoniously fired. How dare dare they fire my girls? Fuck them. So (laughs) considering (laughs) their achievements, which in the grand scheme of things compared to other superstars, number one and number two compared to other female superstars, is not that extensive. You read them off. You had them right there. Mm-hmm. WWE Hall of Famers. Thoughts. Well, Matthew, that's a great question. <laughs> um, no, I could I, I totally understand the the argument for that and, and the question for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do feel strongly that they absolutely belong in the hall of fame, you know, uh, for maybe first over all the aforementioned reasons indicated previously, please rewind to beginning of episode, but um, for, for bringing the attention back to the women's division for, for putting a spotlight back on it and, and bringing attention back to it and bringing viewers and women to, to, to be curious, like, oh, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. And then proving themselves that, you know, it, the, the women's division is more than, than just your, your bath, your bathroom break. I think that. Do you think they're what? Like it's overrated? Something, 
No, it's something that sh- that I think can be debated. I don't know if they're shoo-in Hall of Famers. I understand all of the important things that they've been attributed with. I mean, we talked about them already, right? Mm-hmm. Expanding the fan base. Getting non-wrestling fans to start watching wrestling because of the adventures that they've done outside of wrestling. Right. Um, being a great duo. You know, having the uniqueness about their presentation. The in-ring work improved over time, as we'll see. Um, I don't think you can really... I would say from 20 or 2007 all the way up until we ended this timeline here, which was 2013. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, they've each won a championship, but just looking at it and really mapping it out on paper... Really haven't done fucking jack shit yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, I think the question still to be determined as we'll go through a little further. Is their popularity Mm -hmm. a major contributing reason to being in the Hall of Fame right now? Not so much their wrestling work. I think that's a question that that's a great question Okay. because I mean, yeah, they're popular because of what they've done so far, how they look, all those things that we've talked about, but up until 2013, when they're six years into their career already, they really haven't done jack shit other than switching each other out in matches. Is anyone a hall of famer six years into their career? It can be argued that some people, if Sasha Banks retired today, is she a Hall of Famer? I say yes. Okay. If Charlotte Flair, as much as we want to hate saying this, if she retired today, is she a Hall of Famer? Yes. And they have, she's, I she's think... A, she's, a, she's a manufactured superstar. I know, but I think that they only have... And correct me if, I'm, if I don't get the exact number, I'm fucking sorry. But I think that they have six years five or six years of main roster exposure on the main roster. And now I know the divisions are not the same. They weren't working with the same caliber talent, you know, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So in order to pull potential hall of famers from the Bella twins era might be a little bit more difficult and you might have to base it on different factors. But I guess my question was, is that they get into the Hall of Fame more based on what they did outside of wrestling than they did on the inside. Should they have been a recipient of the Titus O'Neil award or whatever it is instead of being an actual Hall of Famer is what I'm saying. You know? Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying, though? You see my point? Okay. I can see that. I I, I think that the Hall of Fame... The Hall of Fame stuff just might be based on their career as a whole, in ring and and outside of the ring, and absolutely has to do with the fact of 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 their popularity. I definitely wouldn't argue that, but whether or not they deserve it, in my opinion, and again, it just might be because I'm I'm a biased fan of of them. I'm I'm a huge mark for the Bellas, so I'm definitely going to say yes <laughs> to that. Um, and it would definitely. And I, I feel like I keep saying definitely, but that's fine. That's definitely cool. Um, it has to do with their their in-ring work and outside of the ring as well. 
all of that work. You have to look at somebody like, I agree with you. Um, Better. You have to look at somebody like Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she doesn't have the best documented relationship with WWE. We've talked about that on the show before. Yep. She's definitely not in their good graces now after being fired unceremoniously. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. And, you know, moving to end the work she's done with NWA and the all women's pay-per-view and power and the stuff that she's done with impact. Mm -hmm. But she ain't in the hall of fame, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's, she's not a WWE darling, like, like the Bellas are. So, you know, there's, I guess I'm just beating to death the point that I'm trying to prove, which we'll talk about again on, on part two about their overwhelming popularity and whether that lends to um, their standing in WWE lore. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Sorry about the rust, folks. We're still trying to shake it off, like I said before, but uh, you know when you don't do a show for seven months <laughs> and you get behind a mic, it seems easy, but it's really nothing about doing these shows is is easy whether it's finding the time or finding the content or agreeing on a topic talking about said topic in a coherent manner right yes everything matt said <laughs> <laughs> see no rest yeah yeah now we're good we're good we just we wanted to so badly badly get back into doing this and the focus of our show, as we've said before, is the badass women, the legends of this business. And there's so much going on currently right now that it's tough to focus on the women of the past and the great legends that we want to talk about without bringing up what's going on now. Because, you know, these women are part of what was built and what is ultimately right now. And I know Jen will agree with me is having its foundation shook a little bit right now. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. Um, yeah. I mean, all, all these. And I'm focusing on WWE right now because it's not the same everywhere else, as far as I know. At the but end yeah. of the day, it's, it's a great time right now to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan and a, a, a women's wrestling fan as well. Um, with everything that's going on with AEW, it's just unbelievable. But when we look at at WWE and how each woman that we spotlight with our show just put these amazing bricks into the foundation of the women's division and to just see it slowly but surely just crumbling little by little each week with the rematches and, and the focusing on on you know the sexual over sexuality of these women like a lot of them have talent can we just focus on that and like you know bring the the women that are that are sitting around and, and catering back into the ring like tony storm i mean yeah and the and the women that and the the return to the two and a half minute match you know yeah like- it's really it's it's hard to watch 
and hard to watch not just because it's it's so terrible but it's just hard to watch because it just hurts because you 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 we've seen it a peak and i don't know if it's gonna recover and i and we hope it does that's why we watch and that's why we we have our show because we love to 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 see these women do their thing um but it's really hard to 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 watch wwe right now just because of of the state of of that division divisions plural overall overall yeah divisions Mm -hmm. i think we need to do it never mind <laughs> no current content. Like we gotta you. stick. I know. We gotta well, stick. Well, we don't. We 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 spotlight women uh, of the past, present, and future. And that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. But we can always intertwine the current with the the past. Yeah. Because they're all linked, right? They are. All right. So that is going to wrap up part one. Uh, I think we're going to get into it a little bit more in part two obviously the second half of their career and some probably pretty strong opinions from uh, this side of the yeah. microphone. Me and Matt so, are going to duke it out. Probably. We're going to probably. Fight. It's been a good 10 years, Ben. It has I'm, been. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm team Bella. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, I am. I am not going to play my hand right now. I'll wait okay. till next week. All right. So be it. Yes. Yeah, so be it. All right, so we're going to get the fuck out of here. And uh, we told you at the beginning of the show where to find us. I'll reiterate it again. Instagram, at Wrestling With Respect. On Twitter, where we post more. Try to do live posting when we can, when the kids allow it. Yes. At Respect Pod. You can find all of our past shows on Captivate. Spirit of Rock Podcast Network. It's all there in the archive, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasting content. Yes. So go do it now. Go, please. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And again, thanks so much for for waiting and and waiting and, and what's it? Abated, abated breath? Waiting with bated breath. <laughs> for our next show. <laughs> Um, we love to, to, to do this and, and to, you know, put this all out there for you guys. So we're just really happy to be, to be back at it and doing what we do best. Yep. All right. So we're out of here. And until next time, we are tapping out. Bye.